If you're the type of baseball fan that can't help but get giddy over prospects, we have the podcast for you. Locked on MLB Prospects, hosted by minor league play-by-play voice Aram Layton, is the only daily podcast devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow. Follow the Locked on MLB Prospects podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Also, you know the Pirates have a lot of prospects as well, and RM likes to talk about them a lot, so make sure you go check out that podcast and enjoy today's episode on the 1st of July of Locked on Pirates. You are Locked on Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everyone, how are we doing today? My name, of course, is Ethan Smith of Locked On Pirates. I hope you all are having a fabulous July 1st. As we are now in the month of July, it is Thursday, July 1st. I hope you all are getting prepped for a very fun and exciting July 4th weekend as PNC Park is reopening today in Pittsburgh as the Pittsburgh Pirates will welcome the Milwaukee Brewers to town for the first time this season. They've seen the Milwaukee Brewers a couple times this season already, but they have yet to see them in PNC Park. The stadium hopefully will be rocking, even though the Pirates have not been rocking as They went into Colorado over the past three days and struggled very badly against the Colorado Rockies, another lower bottom dweller in the NL. And we're going to talk about um, what the Pirates can do in this series to make the fans happy as they come back, what it means to come back to PNC Park, and a bunch of other things. And where we're going to get started is the Milwaukee Brewers, as of right now, entering this series are on the hottest streak they've been since 2018. They're currently on a 10-game winning streak, I believe. Uh, They also helped contribute to that uh, 10-game losing streak we saw from the Pittsburgh Pirates before they headed to St. Louis last weekend to take three out of four. But as I just mentioned, they fell three games in a row to the Rockies and did not score in the first two games. So, not some fun stuff. Um... Here's where things are going to get interesting in this series is we're going to get Corbin Burns tonight, and Corbin Burns has been absolutely ridiculous this year. Uh, Will Crow, of course, has a 6.5 ERA, so this is going to be a very interesting game. Um, last time Will Crow faced off against Milwaukee, uh, he did he um, it was his only start in the last month. Uh, he didn't allow a run in that game. Um, so, you know, there's some things where, uh, Will Crow can definitely do some things here against the Milwaukee Brewers. Their offense has definitely picked things up over the last time that we saw them. And I mean, again, you look at what the Brewers have done this year. They've consistently been at the top of the NL, uh, central and they're 48 and 33. They're doing some things right. And the Pirates, of course, not doing a lot of things right on the field, but we're also going to talk about how important this um, month is going to be for the Pirates, mainly off the field. Um, and, you know, they're 10-23 and 23 against NL Central opponents. It's the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, the Brewers, of course, 20-13 and 13 in that category. But, I mean, when you look at the offense for the Brewers, if the Pirates pitching can do well in this series, they have a very good chance of winning this series. One, because, I mean, 
Colton Wong's their leading hitter at 294. They're not hitting the baseball that well. Um, Willie Adamez leads the team with 30 extra bases. And as I mentioned, the Brewers have won 9 out of their last 10. They're not on a 10-game winning streak, but they've won 9 out of their last 10. Uh, 9-1 and one over that span, a less than 3 ERA, and they've outscored opponents by 34 runs. So the Brewers are playing some very good baseball. But the Pirates have seen uh, some good times against Milwaukee this year. They've seen some bad times as well. As I mentioned in the last meeting, uh, the Brewers won 5-2. to two. Brent Suter recorded his 8th victory, and Azvio Garcia was 1-4 for four in that game. Um, that was also David Bednar's first loss of his career uh, in that matchup. But again, you really look at how this series could go, and as mentioned before, if the Pirates pitching can do well, which again, we'll see Will Crow on Thursday, you'll see uh, Adrian Hauser versus JT Brubaker tomorrow night, uh, Eric Lauer versus To Be Determined on Saturday, and then Freddie Peralta versus Tyler Anderson. So some very decent pitching matchups here, except out of tonight's game, I would say, for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And Brubaker has looked awesome. Uh, Tyler Anderson is definitely a trade candidate, I think. Um, and, you know, there's really a very big possibility that the Pirates do take a game or two out of the series, but they're going to have to score runs. They cannot sit there and go scoreless in two of these four games like they did in Colorado in two of the three. It just can't happen. And the bullpen, again, as I've mentioned all year, has done very solid. You cannot discount how good this bullpen has been for the Pittsburgh Pirates at times, but when you have to consistently use them because Derek Shelton has not let a lot of the pitchers go deep in games, it does cause issues in terms of the bullpen just wearing itself out. I saw that with my basketball team, the Los Angeles Clippers. Finally, their season ended yesterday after just their legs just got so, so, so tired. And the thing is here... Um, the Pirates, of course, and I'll say this all the time, the last thing they're worried about at this point is wins and losses. You just want to see the consistency from players that are going to be here for a while. You want to see Key Brian Hayes' bat keep pace. You want to see, if he stays, Adam Frazier's bat keep pace. Brian Reynolds is having a monster, monster season, and if he can go into July with the same thing as he was doing in June, just to give you an idea how good June was for Brian Reynolds, if you look at the history of the Pittsburgh Pirates since 2001 with a minimum of 75 plate appearances, this is from Joe Block, switch hitters with the highest batting average in June. Max Carey is the only player in Pirates history to have a higher batting average in the month of June as a switch hitter than Brian Reynolds. Brian Reynolds batted 376 in the month of June. That's insane. He was just awesome. I think he deserves to be an all-star as well alongside Adam Frazier. I think it just makes the most sense. And you know, um, if you want to bet on or if you want to uh, vote for Adam Frazier, you have until two o'clock. Uh, if you're listening to this after two o'clock, he will not be able to be voted on, but you can still try to do it. And then you look back at Reynolds' slash line as well. He finished June slashing 376, 442, 645 with seven home runs, 22 RBIs, 11 walks, and only 15 strikeouts. Just what a season! What a season he's having, man. He's just having an amazing year. It's really nice to see as well. And if he can contribute offensively as he has for that entire month in this uh, series against Milwaukee, if that top four can do very well of Frazier, uh, Hayes, and Polanco, and um, or, uh, Reynolds, this could be a competitive series. I think this is going to be a very competitive series. Um, 
the pitching is obviously going to be very important because the Milwaukee Brewers are going to pitch very well also. But it's reopening weekend. You know what? Go out to the ballpark. Have a good time. The stadium hopefully should be packed with both the Penguins and the Steelers still waiting on their seasons to come up. Treat this as an actual reopening day, and hopefully the Pirates do as well. Also, today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Rock Auto, of course, has been trusted with car parts for a very long time. They're a very amazing company, and with with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer, and you can get on rockauto.com. You have a phone, you have a tablet. Do it yourself. Save time and money when using Rock Auto, and go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us? box so they know that the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And when we return from the break, Adam Frazier once again has a chance to be an all-star starter. The main person in question against him, Ozzie Albies. I'm going to tell you why Frazier should get the nod over Albies when we come back. Well, Adam Frazier really might start in the all-star game after all. Uh, As of Tuesday... Uh, um, you know, MLB.com actually put it a pretty good way. Never doubt the power of the Pirates faithful. Um, so just a few days, of course, uh, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, voting ends at two o'clock today. So this podcast will probably get up right around when voting ends. But Adam Frazier has overtaken Ozzie Albies in terms of leading in the starting second base spot for the National League. Now, would it be a lot for him to get there? Yes. Um, Adam Frazier has been absolutely amazing this year. He's received 46% of Phase 2 votes ahead of Albies at 36%, and the Dodgers' Gavin Lux at 18%. Um, and you got to look at this. Entering the game against the Rockies on Tuesday, Adam Frazier was second in the majors in hits, tied for second in doubles, and fifth in batting average, um, and he leads in all those categories as a second baseman. Of course, after the series, I believe he has like the second most or most leadoff hits in all of baseball, the most leadoff doubles in baseball. He's leading in a lot of different categories, and Derek Shelton... Uh, talked about it. He said, I think it would be great, said Shelton, when asking about the possibility of Frazier getting the starting nod. I think he's deserving. I think he's the guy that should be the starter, so I'm really happy that people are voting that way, and I hope they continue to vote that way. Of course, Albies, don't get me wrong. Ozzy Albies has had an awesome year for the Braves, who have fallen from grace after being up 3-1 to the Los Angeles Dodgers last year in the NLCS. Uh, he's currently batting 265 on the year, 56 RBIs, by the way, a lot of that coming from that game he had yesterday against the New York Mets, where he had seven RBIs on five hits. He has 10 RBIs in his last two games, so Albie's trying to make a strong push here at the end. Um, he has 79 hits on the year, which is a little lower than Frazier. Frazier clearly has them in the uh, batting average department. And one thing I think Frazier also does very well that Albies does well also, but I think Frazier is just better at, is, def- is defense. Adam Frazier does it all. And when you look at the All-Star game, you really don't think defense too often. 
But, I mean, you really look at what's going on here for Adam Frazier. Of course, it's nice to see his Mississippi State Bulldogs win the College World Series. Um, David Bednar's brother, Will Bednar, was a big part of that. I just figured I'd throw that in there. But you look at Frazier this year, man. I mean, 28 RBIs, but he is a leadoff guy. A 327 average, 100 hits now on the year. A 306 at-bat, or on, only 300 at-bats, he has 100 hits. That's insane. Um, his OPS is 865, and the thing is with Frazier too, it just, it would be nice to see the Pirates get some recognition there in the All-Star game. Of course, the Braves are going to have Acuna in there as well. Um, Albies, of course, will be in the All-Star game. Uh, I think Gavin Lux is going to be the one that doesn't get there out of the second baseman unless they decide to bring three second basemen. But either way, I mean, you look at the comparison of the two, and Ozzie Albies is more of a singles and home runs guy. Frazier is more of a singles, doubles, and get on base kind of guy. And that's really where, if you're voting on either one of them, you kind of just have to live with what's going on. Um, the thing is, too, is there's only maybe one or two other guys that can get nods in the All-Star game for the Pirates, and that's going to be Richard Rodriguez or Brian Reynolds. I think Brian Reynolds deserves it over some of these outfielders. That's just me. He's not a finalist to be a starter, though, so he could potentially be on the bench. Of course, pitchers are not picked that often also in the All-Star voting, so it'll be interesting to see if Rich Rod can get in there as well, but there's a strong possibility that he doesn't. But going back to the Braves, actually, just to talk about this, realistically, if it wasn't for Ozzie Albies, the Braves could be a lot worse than they already are. I mean, they're 38-41, and 41, He's been a very, very, very strong component in the series against the Mets as to why they played so well. I mean, they beat the Mets last night 20-2 to as part of Albies hitting, I believe, two home runs on those seven RBIs and five hits. But they've struggled, man. I mean, the, uh, the Braves have definitely struggled this year. Injuries have not helped. And another thing is, though, is you use it on the same coin – Adam Frazier has been probably the most valuable player on this team for the Pittsburgh Pirates. He's going to be the most valuable trade asset they have going into this upcoming month of July. And if you didn't have him starting uh, or leading off right now, the Pirates might be a 60-loss team like the Arizona Diamondbacks right now. I would say that with the utmost honesty. Just because he's just been kind of the rock of the offense, even when the offense isn't playing well, which it hasn't played well all year, but he's been the main rock in the offense, which to me just should just even make his all-star vote better. Because in other leagues, you look at how the all-stars go, a lot of it is, all all-star stuff is based on offense, unless you look at the NFL Pro Bowl and where they pick defense. But the thing is with Frazier is he's just so valuable that he's going to be an all-star regardless, but he deserves the start. If he goes to another team this in this month before the trade deadline, it's going to be very interesting because he's just only going to help that team if he continues to hit the baseball this way because in a league where strikeouts and home runs mean so much more than they usually do, Adam Frazier's that guy that'll give you that single in a playoff game or that single late in the season that could be changing for that home run hitter on his team that could add another run that could be the game-changing play in a game. That's who Adam Frazier is. Ozzie Albies, kind of the same way. He has his moments as well. He hits home runs a lot more than Frazier. But the thing is with Frazier over Albies, again, I think he's just more valuable in terms of what he's giving his team as of right now and what he's going to give his team for the rest of the year. 
I look at the All-Star vote a completely different way than most people. I usually look at the All-Star vote in terms of how valuable is this person to his team. Ronald Acuna is a very valuable asset to the Braves. He's their best player. Um, you look at other guys like Fernando Tatis Jr., most valuable player to his team. Ozzie Albies is not the most valuable player on the Atlanta Braves. That's Adam Frazier. That's how you should look at this when you're going into it. Chris Bryant of the Chicago Cubs, he is the main reason why the Chicago Cubs are as good as they are. They've put him all over the diamond. They've made him do everything, and he's hitting the baseball really well right now. And that's going to be an interesting topic to cover for the rest of the month as well. Do the Cubs decide to keep Chris Bryant? Adam Frazier should be up there with these guys as an all-star starter. Of course, we're going to find that out tonight. And I just basically gave you the reasons why. He's hitting the baseball better than Ozzie Albies. He's more valuable than Ozzie Albies. And he's honestly going to be more valuable down the stretch than Ozzie Albies for a team. And that's how you should look at it based on what you're voting on. That's just how I think you should look at it, and it's a great way to look at it. And you should definitely try and go and vote for Adam Frazier if you get the chance uh, today. Or even if you don't, just hope that he starts. It'll be something to root for when you watch the All-Star Game in Coors Field in a week or two. And if you want to bet on the All-Star Game or bet on Major League Baseball, make sure you check out betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the one place that has you covered and the one place we trust here at the Locked On Sports Network. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And when we return for the final segment of today's episode, we're going to talk about why this month is the most important month for the Pittsburgh Pirates and everything that is going on in this upcoming month for Ben Charrington, and we'll be right back. And welcome back to Locked On Pirates. Of course, I hope you all have had a wonderful start to your July, a wonderful Thursday going into July 4th weekend again. Get the burgers, get the hot dogs, get the American flags, and celebrate Independence Weekend at PNC Park or however you want to. But one thing everybody else should be celebrating today is, of course, What's going to be the busiest month of the Pittsburgh Pirates season for one man in particular, and that's going to be GM Ben Sherrington. When he talked to the Trib Live, uh, he said, it's really important, obviously, for us this draft, and having the extra month, more time to prepare is really important. Just learning as much as we possibly can. And it's going to be very, very interesting with how this month goes. Who the Pirates take number one overall is going to be the new backbone of the rebuild now with Key Brian Hayes graduating from prospect status and now being a top player on the Major League roster. Nick Gonzalez, Quinn Priester, Rowenzi Contreras, guys like that in the system will only continue to grow. What does Ben Charrington want to do, though? Over the next six weeks, or over the next four weeks, for the entire month, Ben Charrington is going to add talent to this system. I know he's going to do it. I don't know when he's going to do it because he seems to like to do it on holidays. So watch July 4th. He seems to like to make all these moves on holidays. So we'll see what happens. Um, and he also hopes to change that over the next six weeks as the Pirates have, of course, the top overall pick in the Major League Draft. And there's some veterans he can trade. We know who these guys are. 
Um, acquiring prospects in these trades, it's going to be very interesting what he asked for. I mean, you got you have guys like Adam Frazier and Richard Rodriguez. Those are probably two of their best pieces. The Brian Reynolds thing, of course, is very interesting. Um, we don't know what he's going to do there. Uh, I think Brian Reynolds should stay and be an extension candidate, but you also have other guys you can trade. Tyler Anderson, Chris Stratton. The Pirates may be the busiest team at the deadline, as sellers, of course, and that's not a bad thing at all. Add to the prospect pool, add more players, and you don't know what he's going to add. He likes to take risks on these guys in low A and double uh, A. Maybe he goes out there and gets a guy in triple A that can play when September comes or even play right away for the Pittsburgh Pirates, depending on what he asks for. And one thing, you look at Ben Charrington's track record, he's going to get what he wants. And if more suitors come packed in for guys like Adam Frazier or Richard Rodriguez, it's going to be very interesting to see what he decides to do. And there's a big reason for that, because he knows what he wants is to build the prospect pool into what he has. 16 of the 30 prospects in MLB.com's top 30 prospects right now are players that Ben Charrington has already attained. And, I mean, July 11th is getting real close. We're 10 days away from the Pirates adding the backbone to the rebuild. Is it going to be Marcelo Meyer? Is it going to be Austin Davis? Is it going to be uh, Kumar Rocker or Jack Leiter? Is it going to be Jordan Lawler? Who's it going to be? Nobody really knows. That's the beauty of it. And Charrington knows this as well, that he's had the extra time to prepare than normal. They have the All-Star break this year along with the All-Star or the uh, draft with the All-Star break this year. That's very important. He got extra time to look at these kind of guys. We got to see Will Bednar and Jack Leiter go at it and Kumar Rocker in the College World Series. Usually you don't get to see that. So... What teams could be interested in Richard Rodriguez and Adam Frazier? Well, here's the better question. What teams aren't? That's going to be the real question. The Yankees are a team that's kind of reeling right now, even though they've now acquired a couple of guys. The White Sox have now acquired Eduardo Escobar. Um, the Athletics are a team trying to keep pace with the Athletics. Or the uh, Astros. The Astro <laughs> See, I'm kind of stumping over my words today, huh? Because I'm so giddy about this month. Because I'm going to be here covering all this stuff. I'm going to be taking deep dives on every prospect the Pirates get this month. Because it would be shocking to me if the Pirates don't make a trade this month. Ben Charrington, channel your inner Sam Presti. Shout out to Locked On Thunder host Ryan Stiles, who also hosts Locked On Royals. Channel your inner Sam Presti. Get your prospects. Get your guys that you want. And realistically... Adam Frazier is going to get you a nice package back. It's going to happen. He still has some control through next year. So the team that gets him is not just only going to have him this year, but next year. Richard Rodriguez has team control for like three years. Brian Reynolds has control for a while. Chris Stratton is another guy that teams are going to look at. Even a Sam Howard, if he comes back from injury before the deadline and does well, could be another guy that the Pirates look to move. Trevor Cahill played himself out of that mold. We haven't seen him pitch in a while. He's done. JT Brubaker, if you get the right offer for him, you never know. The Pirates can move all of these players. It could be something where Ben Sherrington gets an offer he can't refuse. I mean, if somebody sends a very interesting offer for a guy like Brian Reynolds or a guy like JT Brubaker or a guy that you didn't expect to move, does Ben Sherrington really decline it? Jacob Stallings is another guy that could potentially be on the move. I'd say there's only a couple untouchables on this team, and that's Key Brian Hayes, 
Mitch Keller's still an untouchable player, in my opinion. Um, Kevin Newman is not untouchable, but nobody's going to take him. Colin Moran, maybe, but if he comes back from injury and does well, maybe the Pirates flirt with the idea of trading him. Maybe a team takes a, the, the shot on Polanco and expiring deal with the Pirates paying most of it as a bench bat. You never know. This month is going to be insane, and I'm going to be here the whole time, but, you know, the draft is going to be the start of it, I think. I don't think the Pirates make a move until the draft. Um, the draft is going to be the biggest part of this rebuild so far, and rightfully so. I mean, if they draft Marcelo Meyer as the high school shortstop, he immediately becomes the top shortstop, even with Leo Verpiguero and O'Neill Cruz in the system. If they take Jack Leiter, Clint Priester and Rowenzi Contreras are great, but Jack Leiter is going to be the top pitcher in that system if they take him. But we will find that out on July 11th. Guess what? I'm probably going to live stream the draft, so make sure you're there. And I'm also going to be doing everything I can to cover everything in this crazy month of July for the Pittsburgh Pirates and enjoy it. It's going to be the funnest month of the season, no doubt. Maybe not on the field, but at least off. And I, of course, will be here. You can follow me on Twitter at LockedOnPirates. You can also follow me on my verified Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan to follow up with Pittsburgh Pirates news and anything going on under the sports umbrella. Have a fabulous rest of your Thursday. I will see you tomorrow. Adam Frazier will be starting in the All-Star game. Let's go ahead and manifest it as that is announced tonight pretty much before or during the Pirates-Rockies game, so make sure you're tuning into that. And as always, I will see you on the flip side.